Hello, I'm Caroline Moore, and today we are chatting lifestyles with Caitlin Parnell, licensed nurse and globetrotter. <laughs> Hello. Caitlin just returned from Germany. She was living on a, a German or an American military base in Germany. Um, so how long were you there, Caitlin? Uh, so far, uh, my husband and I, we left for Germany on July 1st, 2019, and uh, we'll be stationed there until 2022. So I'm back home for a visit, do a little bit of working, uh, and then I will go back to Germany Fun. after that. Yeah. Fabulous. Now, before we get into Germany, can you kind of walk us through your life from growing up in Cookville and how you eventually wound up there? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty crazy if you think about how you end up somewhere, right? <laughs> um, so I'm born and raised Cookville, Tennessee. I've known Caroline since uh, day one. I don't know, since she's been alive, probably. <laughs> uh, born and raised Cookville. After high school, I went to East Tennessee State University in Johnson City. I got my nursing degree there. I lived and worked there for uh, about a year. And then just life events led me to look for adventure and jobs elsewhere. I love to ski, so I found a job in Colorado Springs. I moved there, lived and worked there for five years. I made great friends and uh, coincidentally also met my husband and best friend. And <laughs> he's in the Army, in the military. Um, and then we decided to volunteer for our German assignment. Uh, that was one of our options where we could go next. And we decided that would be pretty fun to do right now in our life instead of, I don't know, North Carolina. So, <laughs> What were your other options? Um, for Ben's job, it basically is Colorado Springs, uh, Fayetteville, North Carolina, or Stuttgart, Germany. Okay. So, yeah, it was really <laughs> just only a few options. So it wasn't that hard to pick, <laughs> for it. us at least. So how much time did you have to prepare? Well, it was actually a fair amount of time, which is pretty lucky because in the military, I'm sure everyone knows that you can be told to move, you know, the next day or something. So we mm -hmm. we had probably, uh, I would say, three or four months to prepare. So I was able to talk about it with my job and get things in order. Um, so we were really, it was stressful, but we weren't rushed by any means. Was it hard to leave your friends and your dog? Oh, yes. <laughs> It was really hard. We made some great friends in Colorado and great family. So it was really hard to leave. But um, also, it wasn't that hard just knowing what laid ahead, just the excitement of everything and yeah. the opportunity. So, I mean, when else in your life are you going to be able to go live abroad without tons of responsibilities or having a family to take care of. I mean, it's just you two. Yeah, just us two, no kids yet. And, you know, the army will pay for you to go over there. So it's just, it takes away a lot of expenses and a lot of headaches that everyone else would have to go through to live abroad. Right. And that's my next question about the base. So you live on the military base yes. in Germany. Yes. How big is the base? And like, do you live in an apartment? Are there stores, et cetera? Well, uh, like I said, the city is in Stuttgart, Germany. It's the southern, southeastern part of Germany. Um, there's about 600,000 people. It's a, a pretty big city. But our base is kind of split up into four different installments. And my husband and I live on an installment just where there's housing. Um, so it's all U.S. military people. We live in a, a really big apartment, which is surprising. <laughs> uh, we live right in the middle of these vineyards, and there's sheep fields, and we can just take the train downtown. Um, 
But as far as the base itself, I couldn't tell you exactly how big it is. It's not the biggest in Germany or the States by any means, just because it's spread into four different parts. But it has a lot there. Cool. In my mind, um, bases are like this fortress, like you know, those drawings in the Bible where there's like walls around the cities. Yeah. Is a base like that? I've never been to a base, not in the United States or abroad. Right. It's actually kind of similar. I mean, there's really is a big giant fence around it and we have security. I mean, we have these very nice German security guards that check our IDs every time we come and go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it is in a sense like a fortress, except there's just bland housing, bland buildings. Um, there'll be cool things. You know, they've got schools there. There's a track. They've got, you know, their high school football stadiums there. Sco- wow. um, I already said schools. Uh, there's a mini mall. A mini mall? Yeah, just like a little strip mall, you know, that wow. has like a lids inside of it. The store lids for hats. Oh, my gosh. And a barbershop and a... You can get Taco Bell and Popeyes. Whoa. I was about to ask, is it American items or oh, yeah. chains or do they have any German there stores is, as well? There is a German bakery inside. And then there's a lot of German vendors that will come in the mini mall and sell their German products, which we like. But it's so strange because we live in Germany, but everything on the base is in U.S. dollars. And weird. Yeah. You know, <laughs> my husband gets a paycheck in U.S. dollars. And so... Everything like we live in Germany, but everything about our lives is still pretty American. It's like it's kind of odd. An American bubble. almost. Yeah, just a little American bubble. So is it like more of an American culture on the base or American military culture? Was that hard to adjust to when you moved? Yes, for me, it was hard to adjust. Um, there are lots of people that lived have lived the military lifestyle for a while. My husband and I had been married for about a year when we moved. And um, in Colorado Springs, we lived didn't live on base. I had my own thing. He had his own thing. And then we moved to Germany where we just had his thing. Mm. And that was a big adjustment for me to go from working full time and friends and all sorts of hobbies to doing, you know, working at not really working at home, but I go to school online and just hanging out at home all the time, figuring out life in a new country. Um, But as far as the culture on base, it is it feels very American when you're on base. Uh, there's a big community vibe, I would say. Lots of people seem to want to stick together just because, you know, you are the minority. Um, yeah. So you kind of stick together. And yeah, so it is just like a little American bubble uh, with a close-knit community on on base, I'd say. Okay. And did you end up making friends easily at the base then? Um. It would be easier to make friends if I had children. (laughs) Yes, I have made some uh, military friends or other military spouses who are also, you know, plucked from their usual lives and put into just a different situation. But most have children. So I feel like that's the main way that people meet each other there is on the playgrounds or picking up people from school. And I'm not part of that demographic. So that's why it's been harder for me to make friends. you know, American friends aren't super busy with children and stuff. Right. But it's, yeah, it's been good. A blessing and a curse to not have children. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But no, everyone's very nice there. We're very lucky. Perfect. All right. Coming back right after this break, we're going to talk more with Caitlin Parnell about her time in Germany. 
All right, welcome back. I'm Caroline Moore, and today we are chatting lifestyles with Caitlin Parnell, who has just spent uh, almost two years on a German military base or an American military base in Germany. I keep screwing that up. I'm so sorry. It's confusing to me, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so can you describe a typical day on a German military base for you? For me, it's, you know, not super exciting. <laughs> But uh, get up, usually go exercise, um, like I said, running through the vineyards that we have nearby or going to the gym. Uh, and then I am working on a, uh, a degree online. So most of my day is spent taking classes, doing schoolwork. But then also I get to do a lot more housewifey things now, like <laughs> a lot more grocery shopping, either on base or off. Uh, sometimes I like to go to the bakery that's right out base. It's just very German, very delightful. Uh, cooking dinner, yeah, and then just hanging out with Ben when he gets home. When you go into town, are the Germans, the locals, receptive? I mean, I guess they're used to having a bunch of Americans living mm -hmm. there, but at the same time, it's their culture. So, right, are they protective or? Um, it's a little hard to tell for me. The main thing is just I'm speak a decent amount of the language, but not enough to really feel like I'm included. And then also that Germans are a lot more um, reserved, I guess. They're not a small talk people <laughs> or a say good morning type people, really. <laughs> that is the opposite of Cookville. So the opposite of Southern culture, <laughs> yes. Um, so it's kind of hard for me to gauge, but mo the Germans that I have talked to, they mostly seem, they are receptive of Americans. Um, and everyone that I talk to or that I stumble through my German with, they're they're very helpful. And usually the rule of thumb is the younger that they are, the more uh, receptive they are of English slash American culture and the more they think it's cool or want to practice practice their English. Older people, if I come across them, I'm kind of stumbling a little bit or have a question or holding up the grocery line like I usually do. They're not as, uh, <laughs> you know, Germans are big on efficiency and like, <laughs> yeah, keep it moving. So did you know any German before you went? <sighs> Nine. No. <laughs> How did you learn? And was it hard? Uh, I am still learning. Uh, it is still pretty hard for me. I've mostly just been doing online resources. Um, I have a, a German friend who works with translation and she's been helping me a bit. Uh, and then just practicing every time you go out, which is fun, but also nerve wracking. And then the Germans, they know English so well anyways. So if they just see you stumbling through it, they'll just start speaking English immediately. <laughs> I know. And then you feel so dumb sometimes because you're like, ugh. Sorry, yeah, I'm pull sorry. out of myself. I know, but it seems like the Germans also want to prove, like, oh, like, let me help you. I want to speak my good English, and I get to practice. Right. So, when I studied abroad in Buenos Aires, I remember just being so tired all the time because you're constantly having to operate and work extra hard to, you know, understand the language, fit into the culture, not, you know try to offend anybody were you tired just all the time when you first moved there yes <laughs> uh long story short yes <laughs> just living in another country everything just takes uh kind of an extra step everything takes a little bit longer i mean a good example is my husband and i we got almost trapped in a parking garage because we couldn't figure out how to pay 
or you go to the grocery store and you're like, wow, I can't read a thing. Uh, So just everything just takes a little bit longer. You get lost. You don't know the roads. They're different. Uh, So everything just kind of takes a little extra step and you have to give yourself a little extra patience. So, yes, it is tiring and exhausting. And then me, I worry a lot about uh, not speaking the language and wanting to respect them by speaking their language and not burdening them, I guess. Yeah. Um, when in reality, they probably don't feel that way. Or maybe most don't. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yes, that is a big challenge. And it is uh, tiring and trying at times. I also feel like because we have all this modern technology, you know, you have internet, you have your iPhone that can translate things for you. Do you feel like that almost prevents you from like fully immersing yourself in the culture or do you on purpose try not to get out your phone so that you really can try to work on language, et cetera? Well, what I've found is that uh, technology has been super helpful um, just for traveling. I mean, if it wasn't for my phone and the translation and the offline maps and just all the interesting things to do, my husband and I wouldn't have had half as much fun exploring stuff in all the countries that we've been to. But it's not like I'm scrolling Instagram out there while we're (laughs) trying to figure stuff out. So I use it when it's helpful, but I also, like you said, try to immerse myself and understand and uh, just really take it all in while you're there and try to see things through their eyes, I guess. So, no, I wouldn't say it's been a hindrance um, as long as you're not looking at it 100% of the time. Yeah. I'm very glad you had your phone because your pictures and all your stories on Instagram (laughs) of all the places you went and your narration of what was happening was always so entertaining. (laughs) Thank you. One of my favorite (laughs) accounts. But you guys got to travel a lot, right? Yes. It was... um, It's very odd that my husband and I got to travel a lot during the pandemic or early in the pandemic, I would say, Um, because as you're aware, I'm sure Europe shut down fast and early. Um, So we were in complete lockdown, going nowhere. Nothing was open, just food and hanging out inside. And all of Europe did that for March, April, May. And then afterwards, places started opening up because they had really low case numbers and we had whenever we had time off, my husband Ben goes, you know, let's go. Especially he's like, let's go to Italy. And I'm thinking, are you crazy? They had <laughs> the highest infection rate. Tons of people died. Like, we can't go to Italy. And he goes, no, they've been locked down. Everything's cleared up. We should go. So that's kind of how we've managed to do all our traveling is when a place opens up, we deem that to be it's the safest because they finally determined it's safe to go. So we've been going to these places and there's been zero crowds anywhere. So lucky. It's been insane. (laughs) But then as the pandemic has progressed, the second wave has really kicked Mm. up. More people are going out and exploring. Things are shutting down again. So right now there's really nothing much to do. But um, for several months, we would manage to go in after it had opened back up and then leave before it had closed back down. So we got to see and travel a lot in that time. Cool. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to hear more about your travels and what it was like to live in Europe during the pandemic. And we'll talk more about that after the break. And we're back. I'm Caroline Moore. And today I'm chatting lifestyles with Caitlin Parnell, who has just returned from living on an American military base in Germany. 
Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. So um, you mentioned you guys got to travel all over Europe. Where were your pl- favorite places to visit? Oh, gosh. It's really, I honestly can't choose a favorite place that we've gotten to go. And we still haven't seen all that we want to see. But uh, we've got to go to uh, France, Belgium, uh, Italy, Liechtenstein, uh Austria, Switzerland, Iceland, England, Denmark, Israel. There might be another place or so, but I can't think of it. But we've got to do a lot, yeah. And you swam in Iceland, right? Oh, my gosh, yes. That would be one of our the top craziest experiences that we've had. It was in between um, two t- the Eurasian and uh, American tectonic plates meet in, in Iceland. So Iceland is very volcanic, and it's kind of spreading apart and growing. So as it spreads apart, this glacier melts and fills up this tectonic rift or crevice with glacier water and you can snorkel in it and it's freezing. Yeah. I was going to say, does the suit protect you that much? We had on a seven millimeter wetsuit. Uh, so it's basically your face and your hands and your legs go numb. I would say from kind of the knees down and forearms down, I was numb and my face was numb. Oh, my gosh. How long did you swim for? It wasn't that long. We were in there maybe 40 to 45 minutes. That's a, Caitlin, that's a very long time to yeah. be in the cold water. <laughs> the water, I think they said it was like 34 degrees. No. It was the most awake I've probably ever felt in my life. <laughs> Your, like lizard brain, like lights up. Yeah. You know, we did used to jump into Center Hill Lake on New Year's. So you prepped. I am well prepared. <laughs> <laughs> that icy cold lake water prepared me for this day. Now, we touched a little bit on Europe at the start of the pandemic. Can you give us like a timeline of when they shut down? Because for here, it was mid-March. Um, but, you know, every country's different. So what right. was it like in Germany slash Europe? Um, I would say for Germany, I believe we start shutting down early to middle of March. So not much sooner than here in America. So they shut down and they had pretty strict guidelines kind of all across Europe, but it's just interesting. It's, you know, Europe is the size of America, but you've got different countries bordering each other with different governments and languages. So it's, it's kind of like here. It's just wherever you go, it's roll the dice, something different. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Germany, they were, and still are, I'm sure you can imagine Germans are very strict. They're uh, uh, orderly, they love rules Um, and it's so funny because, you know, here, or I guess what I've noticed being home, if you, uh, you can wear a mask if you want to, but you don't have to, uh, kind of politicize a little bit too. In Germany, if you don't wear a mask, I mean, they will get on you. They will (laughs) just, first of all, if the polis eye catches you, it's 250 euro fine. Wow. No mask. Yeah. Just anywhere. I mean, you can go walking outside without a mask. They're not that crazy but so it's just pretty night and day different um so they shut down hard and fast um no hair salons open basically just grocery stores Mm -hmm. essential yeah just strictly essential um but then things got to open up a lot quicker but as things opened up things shut back down yep (laughs) funny how that works right yeah (laughs) what are some of the things you loved about germany or that you miss since being home uh Germany, I just, I make fun of their efficiency Mm -hmm. and their orderly, 
orderliness is not a word, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, they, I just love, they really are very efficient. Everything is very clean and orderly and it makes sense. And goodness gracious, every single train is directly on time. There's nothing, no one is late. Um, I'm so jealous. I did not have that experience in New York. <laughs> so I was like, maybe the train will come. <laughs> yeah, Italy was the same way. It's like a chugga chugga chugga. Here it is. It's like ten minutes late. Germany, man, that never happens. Um, so I really do like that. But also, it just the charm of it being so old and having so much history. The people are just so nice, and really, they work really hard, but they have a lot of fun. I mean, everyone knows about their beer drinking culture um, and festivals and holidays. Just Christmas time there is it's beautiful and it's fun. It, Yeah, Ugh. that's what I like. Germans, they work really hard. And they have a lot of fun. Was there anything you missed about American culture when you were there? Or was it kind of like <laughs> there's a military base? So, Well, I thought about this and I would say the first thing I missed is Chick-fil-A. <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, but as far as American culture... Um, I haven't been gone uh, enough to miss it terribly. And like you said, I, I, I live on American base, so I'm not lacking in American culture. Um, but I guess I just miss kind of uh, Americans. They're a little more laid back, a little more chill. And kind of we touched on before, just the Southern hospitality, mm-hmm. you know, just randomly someone next to you, the grocery store, like, hey, how's your day going? Germans, that doesn't really fly. And And then if you do ask them, they think that you – sincerely mean it and they go all right well where do i start well today (laughs) was a crazy one and they just go on it's not hey how are you i'm fine thanks yeah but it's not there's no courtesy or like surface level answer yeah all or nothing american culture it's a lot of fun and it's easy because i know it um but i'm not been gone enough enough gone long enough to miss it terribly um so overall, how has your experience abroad shaped your perspective of the world or changed your perspective of the world or of yourself? Um, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind and that I've thought about a lot since being there is just what it's like to be an immigrant. Um, you don't think that because you're like, well, I'm an American. I you know, live on the base and I work here. Well, it's like, well, you're also an immigrant. Um, so it's given me that perspective, that intimidation, that fear of not speaking the language, of not understanding the cultural norms. Um, so it's really given me a, a great way to put myself in all the shoes of the American uh, immigrants that live here in America or just elsewhere. Um, it's taught me that uh, someone isn't dumb if they can't speak the language. It doesn't mean they're not smart. Yep. It's just... <laughs> I feel like I'm a smart person, but I can't speak that great a German. <laughs> uh, and then what I've learned about myself uh, is that really people, I mean, myself and anyone, you can adjust and adapt to a lot if you just kind of close your eyes, hold your nose and jump in and do it. It's like you can really see and do a lot if you just have the courage to get out there. And my husband is big on my courage factor that pushes me out. <laughs> Good. And then, yeah, just and then overall, people of the world are just they're generally, generally and genuinely nice. So we hear all the bad stuff, but there's actually like a lot of people. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, the USA is awesome. We have a lot of great things, but a lot of other places are good, too, and have good things. I wouldn't say we're the best. (laughs) 
There's a lot of good things everywhere. There are kind people everywhere, all over the world. Yes, I agree. Well, Caitlin, thank you so much for coming on the chat. Thank you for broadening our horizons. (laughs) And good luck with your return. Thank you very much for having me. It was great seeing you, and this was fun. Thanks for listening. See you all next time.